Happy 2022. I am so excited to let you know about a great new workshop that I have planned. It is totally free and it is targeted to you. That's right. To having the new year you always want. You know you make those resolutions and then they kind of crumble within the first few weeks. That's why I want you to join me January 18th, 19th, and 20th. 45 minutes each day. You can make that much of a commitment to yourself. I know you can. Are you ready for stressless success? I know you work so hard in everything you do. You're always dragging yourself across that finish line. Sometimes it's truly by sheer force of will. Am I right? I know I have been there. That no matter what kind of attitude and the busyness that just seems to flood your life from every corner, whether it's your projects or workplace dynamics or things going on with your personal life, Wouldn't you like to have success on your terms? Wouldn't it be great to have a fulfilling career where you feel like you can truly make a difference and great relationships and be paid what you're worth? Stop depleting yourself to succeed. You can find the link in the show notes or you can go to architectingpodcast.com. Get yourself signed up for this. This is gonna be fire. You don't want to miss this. It is gonna set you up for the best year of your career. I'm so excited to offer this free course and I really hope you'll join me there. Let's do this. Welcome to Architecting. I'm your host Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Bright Lights, Angela here, and this is going to be such a juicy session. We are tackling the topic of emotional intelligence. This is also known as EQ, and it's been around for a while. Um, In 1995, a researcher named Daniel Goleman wrote a book named Emotional Intelligence and really focused on how important it was to understand, utilize, and manage our own emotions positively, not negatively. Now, we've spent time on this show talking about the ego and how the ego is fear-based, lack-based, trying to keep us safe, trying to keep us doing what we know works instead of evolving and growing and making those leaps. The ego is also what holds our stories. So we have experiences, especially in early childhood, where we start to put together 
causations about how we think the world works. And oftentimes, because we're young children, we don't really understand. So we might hear our parents say, you gotta pay your dues or don't rock the boat. And we internalize that to mean people please at any cost. We might have seen our mother or father do something we knew they didn't want to do because it was easier to do that than to say no and stand in their power and have to actually be confident enough to not care that someone may not like them saying no. Or we might have seen them say no, then when they thought no one was looking, do whatever they wanted anyway, but not look to oppose, not look to have the clean energy there of being honest that no, I don't agree with that, or no, I don't want to do that, or I don't have time, or whatever the issue was. And so we learned that to be safe in the world, we had to play games. We had to make sure that other people liked us. And if we thought they weren't going to like us, we had to do or say things, whether we meant them or not, whether they were true for us or not, that were going to, even if it was just on the surface, look like we were being compliant. And in the meantime, below the surface, a storm was raging of resentment and anger and self-doubt. We're at war with ourselves all of the time. And because we're bringing that to today's meeting, when someone interrupts what you're saying or didn't seem to get any traction with an idea you put out there, what gets triggered? all those old stories and you make what they're doing and saying about you not about them not about the facts of the situation and you are so completely focused on yourself and what you need to get out of the situation that you're not fully present about what needs to get done instead you're worried about how you're showing up and you're not alone Probably every other person in the room is doing that exact same thing. Enter emotional intelligence, where we can get out of our story, get away from our ego, where we can realize when we are confronted with contrasts that we can be gentle and compassionate with ourselves. We can recognize the pattern, but we can move past the pattern. What does that let us do? It lets us be empathetic to other people. It lets us start to think about why somebody might be doing or saying the things they are. Because what if it had nothing to do with you? What if it had to do with their need to prove themselves? Or the fact that they got a bad performance review? Or the fact that they had a huge fight with their teenage child that morning, or the fact that their elderly parent got some really bad health news. There can be all kinds of reasons motivating people's behavior. And if we can get out of our own head, we can start to be a little bit more curious. We can start to be a little more direct. We can start to ask better questions instead of spinning the yarn in our head based on things that newsflash might not even be true. 
How do we do that? How do we really cultivate that empathy? A lot of it starts with active listening, and we did a whole podcast on that topic and how important it is to use those techniques to build trust, to make people feel seen, heard, and valued, to give them opportunities to stretch and fail, but still feel safe, to encourage them to share their thoughts and their ideas, Last episode was on body language, which also focused on ways you can be physically demonstrating to someone that you see them, hear them, think what they're doing is important and that you relate to them. It's also being able to give people a chance to explain themselves. This is called an exit ramp. If you've ever maybe had someone who didn't meet a deadline, didn't perform well. Those are the facts. We can have empathy for them all day, but we can't let them live in excuses. We really do have to get them to be focused on how they can do better next time. So a great trick here is to say, I know you probably thought since we work as a team, that someone else could pick up the slack and you've had a lot going on, but we still needed you to have done your part. And then the other person can chime in and say things like, oh yeah, I had this or that going on, whatever. But what you want them to do by using emotional intelligence instead of just being angry at them for their performance gap, you've gotten them to admit they had a performance gap. If you were to confront them, what would you get? You would get the excuse. But by setting up that exit ramp for them, when they agree with the fact that, you know, I was having some problems or no, I didn't realize that, they're also agreeing that they didn't meet the expectation. So now we've gotten past excuses. We've gotten them to realize that there is concern for their well-being. And we've also gotten them thinking, and this is the most important thing, how can I do it better next time? Instead of being stuck in defensiveness and their story and being a victim, they get to take ownership for what they've done. And you get to have a productive, healthy conversation about how to make progress, how to avoid things happening again. Emotional intelligence also helps us to read the room. So even if something hasn't happened, like the previous example, you might say, that person looks really uncomfortable. I think they feel unsafe in this situation or they feel judged in this situation. Now that I've observed that, I can maybe redirect things going on in the meeting. I can have an offline conversation with them afterwards. I can work to address the situation before something happens, before they withdraw or leave the company or decide they don't want to work on this team because they didn't feel supported and comfortable. You can look at people who might be bad actors in a situation and rather than being triggered and saying things like, 
he's speaking again, mansplaining again. I hear a lot of that defensiveness coming, especially from women, where they just default to a sexist point of view as the excuse. Instead of saying, could there be another reason that person was very dominant in the meeting? Or a reason they seem to not want to hear other people's arguments. But if I can tap into the motivation behind it, the real motivation, not the story coming from me reading into this person's actions, maybe we can have a different level of conversation. Emotional intelligence is also about picking your battles. Nothing is ever going to go 100% to plan. Plans are just guidelines. If your expectations are that you're going to have everything happen the way you want it to, then you are a control freak who's trying to micromanage the situation rather than being in the flow and letting things happen and diverge organically. Look at why something is important and if it is truly a priority to a successful outcome. And if it isn't, if it was just a stepping stone, if it was just one possibility of an action that could be taken, let it go. Always keep things very high level. Don't get stuck in the how. Focus on the why. And if you stay focused on the why, it's very easy to filter the things people are doing or saying, the initiatives they're undertaking, the little steps along the way to completion, and decide if they're going in a good direction or a bad direction. And if they're getting a little off course to sort of nudge them back because you're focusing on that why and you're keeping everybody aligned through purpose, not through tasks. It's also important to think about this long term. You know, in the heat of the moment, that little detail can feel make or break. But ask yourself things like, how would I feel about this tomorrow? Because that nasty email you wanted to send because you were so offended, you might tomorrow not even be concerned about the issue. So all that emotion you felt today, all of that agita, tomorrow may not even be there. And you'll regret that you burned the bridge by sending something that you can never walk away from. You can't take it back. Think about how you'd feel about it in a month or a year or five years. Is this issue really a game changer for you? If it isn't, let it go. Emotional intelligence is about the pause, about that assessment, and about not always making everything the fire you have to put out, but letting some things just smolder, knowing they will go out all on their own. The last thing you can do is to preserve your boundaries and to be really clean and clear and honest about them. You get to say, if you need to leave at five o'clock, I have to leave at five o'clock. And it is it is not negotiable. It is not an option. It is not something that anybody gets to make you feel guilty about. This is what you can do. 
and you're making it clear and you're enforcing the boundary. If the deadline isn't reasonable, simply agreeing but seething beneath the surface, having all kinds of back-channel conversations with your coworkers, commiserating and complaining, that's not emotionally intelligent. Instead, speaking up and saying, that seems like a lot given the time we have to do. Can we look at how that maps out? Because I can only work this many hours. That's clean. That's clear. That's not mired in resentment in rebellion, in immature behavior. It is being honest and upfront about what is true for you. Another thing that is really important for emotional intelligence is to have complete thoughts. And this is actually a meditation trick. Our brains just are constantly setting off fireworks of thoughts and worries and oh this and oh that. And we're just mentally so distracted that if we want to practice mindfulness, one of the techniques is to complete your thoughts. When something pops into your head, it's usually an issue. So what? What is the concern? Why is this coming up? Complete the thought. When you can do that, and journaling is a great, great way to do that, to get that thought out, to really explore it, to work it out, you can start to have a little bit more clarity about why is this coming up? What is it really about? Where does it lead me and why? Which then helps you to be so much more articulate when you're working with your clients or your team members because you will be more concise, more logical, more connected with what you're asking to why you're asking it. People will be able to follow that along versus you just having verbal diarrhea and going off on tangents and then thinking that you explained something and being upset later that they didn't do what you wanted. Well, you weren't really clear and they didn't feel comfortable asking you a question. Just as complex as your lens for perceiving what is happening around you can be, you are one of many actors in a situation. And so the things that seem clear and obvious to them are very, very inflammatory to you. The things that seem clear and obvious to you are offensive to them. So emotional intelligence really starts with getting out of your own self-awareness and being more focused on how are other people reacting, not just to you, but to one another, so that you can really hone in on the dynamics of that. And I have seen in my career people who are maybe, you know, competent workers, but who have this skill get promoted over people with more talent because they're building trust, they're building connections, and they're keeping the momentum moving forward because of the way they are interacting with others. 
I hope that you can take some of these skills and put them into practice right away today or tomorrow at your very next interaction with another person, whether it is your client, your coworker, your family member, a friend. Let's all cultivate that emotional intelligence by letting go of our egos, being more present, and starting to ask a little bit more about why someone is doing, saying, acting the way they are instead of immediately going to our own stories, making assumptions, and spinning yarns from there. So I would love to hear how this is working for you. You can find me at Architecting Podcast. Send me a direct message. Share your story. Would love it if we can all help one another to be more aware and start having more effective relationships with one another. Take care. Thank you for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired.